Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Squash with Mabel. I really do appreciate you taking your time to listen to me. Thank you for clicking that link. A couple of times on the show, I've mentioned being a proud citizen of Nigeria. Since I started the show, I realized our homes, our backgrounds, they play a vital role in our relations to people and society. And because this podcast isn't limited to Nigeria alone, I want to talk about living in a Nigerian home. That's today's topic, living in a Nigerian home. And I'm not going to share my experience alone. I have two amazing people who would love to share their experience with me as well. So go nowhere, sit, relax, and we'll dive right into the gist. And if you you know the drill, if you are listening alone, you are doing it wrong. Tell your friends, tell your families, tell your haters, and tell your lovers to listen to the podcast. Blessed love will never party, don't know it from the start, me tell them say I don't to you. Sean Paul and Sasha, come sing for them baby. Though you make me holler, though you make me sweat, I can't get your tenderness, still I can't get you off my mind. What is it about you baby? I don't say don't say don't say love. guys still on the topic living in a nigerian home and our guests are in the house i have ogaga who's a content writer he's born and brought up in agbo delta state he's number five in a family of six interesting and i have ife ife was born and brought up in lagos state she's number seven in a family of seven thank you guys for honoring my invitation it is a pleasure to have you on the show thank you Thank you for having us. Thank you so much. Hey, I'm so excited. Okay, so my humble self, Mabel, I was brought up in Benin City, Edo State. I am the first child and I have one sibling, a younger sister. So I'll start with my gist, my experience living in a Nigerian home. Hmm. It was interesting basically it was interesting growing up and as much as I was the first child I grew up with my mom's siblings they were at home most of my childhood basically so I was like the last because the age difference between me and my sister is like 10 so with my mom's siblings around I was like the last so her siblings were around the last two the girl and the boy and there was a lot of beating involved. A lot. They always hit me when my parents were not around. Like my dad was a businessman, is a businessman rather, so he travels a whole lot. My mom is all weather. She teaches, she sews, she sells any oil or spices you are looking for in this life. Like mom sees the main plug like this. But whenever they leave the house, I am like, 
they deal with me mercilessly as if I did anything wrong. Even if I don't do anything wrong, like they be shall beat me. My uncle, okay, he then he used to beat me when I feel any subject or when I spy a hand as then he would beat me. But you see that my auntie, mm, anything, even for breathing wrong, she beats me. For looking at her face, she beats me. Anything I do, she beats me. And the compensation was, she'll buy me cattle, she'll buy me baby, and I'll smile. Small. For that, let's say five minutes were good. But yeah, that was basically it. But aside to that, okay, I think with them around, I had to step up in a way. There were a lot of rules. I grew up in a house full of rules. And church was my best friend. I didn't want to go, but you don't have a choice. You come back from school, you are going to church. Home, school, church. That was like basically my life. Home, school, and church. So when my um, my mom's siblings were no longer in the picture, when they left, my mom is a disciplinarian. My dad is a quiet guy, like he doesn't, he doesn't shout, he doesn't beat, he doesn't. But you see my mother, God will bless her till today. That woman can beat. Oh God. Oh Jesus. I remember one time, she used pots to stone my head. Like I went to school with a swollen head. She just targets my forehead like this and stole me. I can't remember what I did but I remember that pot. If she doesn't beat you with pot is elastic or she'll stone you. Basically anything she sees, anything she sees around her she will use it to flog you. And it was I grew up with that fear let me put it like that. There's respect. This is the way you're supposed to act around your elders. This is the way you're supposed to act outside. When my uh, my aunt and my uncle weren't staying with us any longer, uh, a cousin from my dad's side came around, and she was two years older than I was. This was before my younger sister was born, and this girl was mischievous. Mom, she can't beat her. So basically, anything she does, I get beaten for it. Like I talking, so that molded me into the woman I am today. Then put it like that. There is a lot of that scenario where, no matter what happens, you actually can't say your own side of the story before you say one thing. Shut up, Kane has followed it. Side. So when I want to express myself, like if someone pisses me off, instead of Mabel to get her words, she'll start crying. And she'll start, like, do you know how embarrassing it is when you want to tell your side of the story? And instead of you to just say your side of the story, you start crying like a child. I still do that till today. I still do that till today. Oh, and don't even, I do have friends. I was like, at, like aside church members, I didn't have friends. Mom still say, the day I catch anybody in my house, I beat them with hot water. When my, when my classmates want to like bring my textbook. <laughs> yeah, I we beat them with hot water like this. Like when they want to return my books, I have to meet them at the gates to collect the textbook. God help you, you even say you want to try and sneak out of the house. I never attempted it. No. No, no. Mom's siblings told me the story of when they tried to sneak out and the things that was done to them. So I didn't. I just gave myself brain. Mom's will say, "Give yourself brain," and I gave myself brain. And God help when you travel for holidays. I say you go to your cousin's place for holiday and you come back saying you learn a, a bad word or you bring something to the house that you didn't live with. Oh, heaven. Heaven help you, Danet. Heaven will so help you. My mom would say, if she sees me with a boy, she will strip me naked and walk me around the street. I'll be clapping for me. 
as I'm walking, just the car before me. The day she catches me with a boy. Funny enough, the day she actually mm. caught me with a boy, that's when I knew like, oh my, this woman, she means every single day. She almost stripped me naked. It was people around that were begging. Uh-huh. I just, I was just sitting with this boy talking. Talking, oh. We're talking. I was on my school uniform. The guy was my friend opposite my church. I was talking by the church there. My mother saw me. Mom see dragged me and then she was I was so I was so embarrassed, I swear, but I was not even thinking about the embarrassment. My was let this woman not just beat me. Let this woman not beat me. But funny enough, I got used to the beating. I think that yeah, I actually got used to the beating when you've been beating with a plastic pole pot. You get used to it now. So mom saying I migrated to just shout and she doesn't beat, she just shout at you. So now I prefer you actually flog me than you shout at me because like once mom see just starts, it's silent treatment straight up. She won't even she won't stress herself and say she wants to beat you. She'll just not answer you. You know when African mothers give you that look when you're outside? There's this look. Like, I think it's a general thing. Maybe it's in the mother's handbook. But just give you this look that is worse than any beating. The look that tells you <laughs> what happened. So just, baby girl, have sense. And what else? Okay. Uh, okay, family outing wasn't our thing. Like, it wasn't our thing at all. It was, I think during Christmas, we go to a grandparents' place. We didn't do, I was, okay, let's go out, let's go to, okay, in Benin, we have Kada, let's go to Kada, let's go out and eat. We didn't, nah. My dad would say, anything you want to eat, tell me. I will go and get it and come home for you. That was, and when, when it was time for me to go to university, I wanted to like go to Anambra, Zaria, anywhere, just run. Like <laughs> <laughs> run Zaria. <laughs> I wanted to Zaria. <laughs> I wanted to run. I swear. But unfortunately for me, I ended up schooling still in Benin City. And I was like, okay, even if I'm in Benin, I won't come home. I won't come home. I, won't. I was like, okay, the friends I had in hundred levels are not giving me mind. Like, you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to, uh-uh, backslide. Tell your mommy you're not coming. And my mom was like, if they burn you well, every weekend, Friday after your class, let me not see you in this house. I was like, mommy, I have things to do. I'm at home. She said, like I will come to that from the gate as then I will shout your name till I get to your hostel nobody nobody had to tell me I, I knew and I know what my mother is capable of doing but she has relaxed now which which actually hurts in as much as like there was a lot of it food. hurts that she has relaxed now really it, it, yes it hurts because my, my younger sister now she doesn't know what I went through She's misbehaving. She thinks we're eight mates. <laughs> she doesn't like with with what I've been through. You're supposed to give me high level of respect. When you didn't just chop between from your mother or from your mother's sibling, how bad? There's supposed to be this level of respect. You're supposed to look at me like a god, like you survived. But she's just misbehaving. Mom, she doesn't flog anymore. And I was like. Okay, growing up, I was like, no, 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 this woman is not, she's not, she's not my mother, I want to run away. But, <laughs> seeing other kids, I'm like, <laughs> this is how I would have turned out if I wasn't disciplined. When I grew like older and I, I met other people, I was like, this is actually how I would have been like if I didn't have this training. Because respect was like, well, I'm was like, even if it's one year, that person is older than you, they don't buy it in the market. So you know how to talk to people, when to talk to people. And when I tell that people, I'm like, ah, your mommy didn't flog you that side, or your daddy didn't flog you that side. So in as much as those, like, then I felt it was 
nah, this this can be right. This can be legal. But now, as an adult, I actually see though they say it's not just you don't correct a child just by beating but there are some children that need to be beaten i think i was i wasn't one of them i i would never mm. say i did what i got mm. <laughs> deserve it <laughs> i don't deserve it uh-huh. but, but i won't change anything as now me and my mom were like inseparable with the beating and me I I want her to beat my sister like that. I so want her to beat my sister for like <laughs> no. wicked. She did it all of me. And now there's when I'm looking at my sister I'm like if I use the hand you used to follow me or you you just fade, you collapse, you go into coma. <laughs> but it was <laughs> I think it was fun. It was really, really fun growing up like that. Yeah, so yes, that is all on my side. So, Ogaga, just me, you've heard, you guys have heard my story. So, tell me how it was on your end. Hey, hey. Okay, uh, I said I grew up in Agbo. My both parents are civil servants. My mom, a lecturer, my dad, a teacher. And my dad was the Ashwan, my mom was the talking one like the, the the talking one but my dad was actually the ash one the one who actually did the beating and all like he's a no-nonsense man so you can't misbehave wow, where okay. he is he was very very ash type and i always feared him for that even to now i still fear him for that i still respect him like i give him that respect like sometimes i will misbehave my mom would tell me, your father will soon come house. So stuff <laughs> like that. So once you just see that we're misbehaving, take statements like that. So when she misses me like that, ah, say mommy now. Nah. <laughs> 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 His dad was very, his ass and he was a, he's a very hard man and all that. And also I grew up in a Christian home where you have to go to church, church every Sunday and at this once during the week and not just about going to the church like like family altar and the rest prayer and did you want to go and do all that i don't know what to do to be sincere with you it's too much i think it was too much sincerely it was too much like ah oh do this do that and do this ah um as you go to church, you must join one um, unit. particular um, yeah. uh, one particular unit in church. So I had no choice than to join the choir because if I look at us, I can't stand throughout in church. I don't understand. <laughs> so the only table place for me to I can't join prayer warrior because I don't have strength to pray. So the only table place for me to join. Uh, I don't have that strength to the least table place for me to join. I'll be comfortable with it to the choir. So I had to pet there. And I got there, I learned how to sing, learned how to play some couple of instruments, which I'm still enjoying today, which I don't actually regret today. And I grew up with four of my siblings, four of us. The eldest two, the eldest two went, uh, actually started in boarding school. But my elder brother had to drop out of the body school because he was turning into a mess and all that. Couldn't take care of his things. He was kind of the the shy type and the uh, the okay. type. Like so he was being bullied in school. Yeah. He was always bullied and the rest. Ah, lost all his uniform, everything. <laughs> so I had. I,
so she was the tough type she is the tough type so she was in school she went there throughout her secondary school yeah, after she finished secondary school she went to the university she didn't stay one year at home she was finishing she entered university so i think i spent more time with my elder brother my younger brother the last one yeah i spent more time with them and also okay there was always one thing this <laughs> then my brother did not really beat me. We, we were more of parties, like my elder brother were more of parties. My my elder sister that actually scolded me sometimes. My brother scolded me, like oh, but it was not the easily provoked type. Like it was not the easily provoked type. <laughs> but when it's angry, it's angry. <laughs> but they told me beat me. But when it gets to me, the money went straight from. The last born. Treating us as kids. Ah, we are three years and I'm two years older than him. We are not mates, so so that was one thing that always annoyed me and the rest. And also, my parents were kind of reserved type. Like, I'm not allowed to just leave the house anytime <laughs> I want or or, or let my mistake mistake. going out. My mother come back and she doesn't do. Don't by mistake try it. Try it. Let my father come back. First thing you say, let your daddy come. Once he says that, <laughs> you are finished. But that come back that evening. So where did huh. you go to? Here you talk. I need and you done for like four hours first. So he flogged you. We not we not put you outside. That ah one thing I dreaded the most, I fear the most. We will lock you outside for like one and two, one hour, two hours. In the nine to around ten, around ten to eleven, you'll be crying. My father will be sleeping. We'll go to his window, he'll be snoring. My guy go to sleep like ah. He keep us there like ah. After but after I arrive, we'll not come out from the door. We'll not shut up. We'll not quiet. Hey. So I was always used to staying at home, and that has helped me to today. Like even as of right now, I'm in Agbo now. But I rarely go out only if I have somewhere to go. Now I'm free to go wherever I want to go. I'm free to go wherever, wherever I want to go. Like, but that um, that training that inculcated in me, like that training that put in me that um, you you don't have to just be walking anywhere, like going like walking up and down, like like a rest like mommy's where to sit down at home and the rest. So that's how I was brought up. Like I was brought up to always be staying at home, like. If it's not important, stay at home. Like you don't have to be walking up and down the rest, like on that meeting bad people and meeting bad friends and the rest. And also one thing I like about I love about Agbo Town is that it's actually a small town, very, very small portable town. Beautiful portable town. With funny different kind of set of people, different kind of human being. Hmm? The one that you'll be nice to the resort you and the rest different set of human beings like but and the uniqueness of it is that the town is small and uh, you get to know more people like it's not like a more of a mind your business town because anywhere you go to you must meet somebody you know that is the uniqueness of the town like so um whatever you are doing as i got to be careful because the news may get to your mother before you even get home that evening, safe. Before you get home that day, the news don't reach mommy hand. Eh. So it's just like others are watching us for our parents. So we have to be like we had no choice and to be skeptical about that and be careful about all that. So amazing. I actually thought I was the only one on the punishment table or the growing up with strict that I call them siblings, but strict relatives. But I'm so glad that I'm not alone. Like, I'm super excited that I'm not alone in this. So to you, Ife, how was it growing in Lagos, being the last child in the family? How was it for you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow, I've listened to you and, and Ogaga's own experiences. A little different, but let me say different from mine, because... Growing up in Lagos was like Lagos being like a big city, 
you know, we uh, we had a house in Festac, and um, it was fun, and it wasn't so much fun because my parents were, my dad was a banker, my mom was a nurse, and a caterer. She had a restaurant, so everybody basically was going out every day, like going out of the house, you know, and. I was most of the time left with my older ones, which were really, they were really, 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 really strict, but at the same time, a little nice and loving in a way. Like I was pampered, obviously, but <laughs> being the last, but at the same time, they were, they were trying to make me learn the lessons, avoid some beatings that they received like you <laughs> received <laughs> so they they were trying to make me avoid some beatings by doing some little things to me or telling me oh if you don't do this oh do that do it, do it, do it. but also when I feel like I'm so stressed by all the things that you're saying I actually run to my parents when they come back to report and of course trust me they get they get their own punishment which is usually always never <laughs> never yeah. fail on them because I'm, I, I'm usually, I usually want to do it to punish them in a way. Um, we lived in a duplex really and it wasn't, it was really like everybody mind the business kind of environment. I, um, and you know, it was more like I didn't really, we didn't really have friends where we could go over. Yeah. Another thing is it was more of a, oh, stay in the house kind of environment like, you don't get to bring your friends over your friends don't get to you don't get to go to your friend's house you're more like on your on your own your my siblings were more like my friends and i was particularly close to my immediate older brother yeah he's older than me with a year but we were like five and six more or less like twins so we do bad stuff together we actually go to school together we come back together we dream together you know Sometimes when we are walking on the, on the, when we are coming back from school, we used to hold our hands and we swing our hands <laughs> when we're walking. And then we begin to say, Oh, we begin to talk, tell each other about our dreams. Okay. I dream that when I go home, I will see beans, plantain, egg and tea. I dream that when I do this, I'll see this, this, this. So we really, I really had that kind of childhood and more say like a very close relationship with my immediate elder brother. And then unfortunately, or will I say fortunately for us or for me, I lost my parents like really early on. So Vum from Lagos to Benin to another part of Lagos to Ibadan and a whole lot of places. But one thing that struck me was growing up in that environment was really, really difficult because as being the young one, the youngest one, I couldn't understand why everybody was always trying to correct me, trying to tell me, don't do this, don't do that. It it didn't really make me, I didn't feel like I was able to express myself a lot because when, is that someone is telling me, shut up, just say anything, you don't know what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. It really made me very, very um, scared in a way. But looking back, I realized that it helped develop my sense of um, caution and control. And another thing I noticed when growing up was we had this culture of always eating together. My older ones, they always my mom always gives us food to eat, like in a in one bowl, one plate. So we eat. Everybody rushes to eat and take the last day. I wait for them to give me my meat, you know, that kind of thing. It was really very annoying during those periods because I'll be like, ah, why can't this woman just give me my own food? I'm the last born. Give my own food. Let them eat together. But over time, I noticed that it helped us bond as siblings, helped us develop each other more. And it helped us know that we have a sense of connection. It wasn't just about the food. Um, growing up was tough. Growing up was tough, especially losing my parents in a very early age. It was tough for me personally because I, I felt like I didn't get the love that every other person had the chance to get the time they spent with my parents. Like I did, I felt cheated in a way. So I was always rebellious. Like 
any response I'll be like, eh, it's because my because, because mommy and daddy is not alive now. That's why I'm doing like this. That's why I'm doing like I always felt that way, like when I had to go stay with my sisters and all, I will rebel. <laughs> I remember when my sister got married and I was I was I was happy, like, oh thank God she's going, she has gone, she has left me. I'm also happy. Our life is too much happy. So this is too much. God, she should go. I remember I felt sick for like two weeks. <laughs> I felt sick, sick for two weeks because I I realized that she she was like the mother figure that I that was I needed at that time, you know, until we were united and everything was back to like normal. And uh, what I noticed again was when I was about to, like you said, Benita, of course going to higher institution. Of course, everybody wanted me around them. Oh, don't go. Go to a school here. Go to a school close to us. Go to a school in Lagos. Go to a school here. And I wanted to be far. I actually got admission to go to Saria, ABU Saria, which I went to. <laughs> but again, again, I realized I was always missing home. I was always missing my family. I would sneak out of school, take the night bus and come home and lie. Oh, there was something, something happened. This one happened. It got to a point that I, I just had to leave because I knew that I couldn't survive there without my family, without my sisters, without my brothers. I needed to be around them. And I went to Ibadan, which was like closer to my sister in Benin, closer to my brother in Lagos. And I was able to shuffle, shuffle that. So I feel like, um, my my experience is more like a mixture of okay having my parents around not having my parents being trusted into a different place an environment and me having to balance it all in all it was fun in all it was very enlightening very very challenging yeah a lot there was a lot of beatings actually a lot of beatings my auntie Ah, my auntie, my auntie, my auntie. <laughs> it got to a point like my auntie had to come stay with me in school because she, she just needed to, she just needed to, for me to feel like, okay, I had somebody with me. So I think I got a lot of love. I got a lot of love that I appreciate right now. A lot of love that then I termed it as being wicked brain controlling why she wanted to come and stay with me why is everybody all in my case you should leave me alone let me do what i like blah 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 so that's really was how my childhood was sorry about your parents my condolences the three of us had in common was the punishment we had our share of it like we had our dose but yeah yeah um, me I was punished from 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 parents to siblings to aunties <laughs> punishment was uh, everybody uh, had to I can relate me. I can't so it relate it wasn't easy I think another part okay. like the way my childhood affected me, another way, when you, um, when you actually knew the importance of your, um, family and when your sister got married, you felt sick for two weeks. I, I can actually relate. Like, okay, I remember before I went to school, yeah, when I go for, um, church conventions, camp, children camp, like, immediately I leave the house. Like, I've fallen sick, like, from the beginning, because it was one week, yeah, one week convention, one week camp, and I'm sick throughout that time. And my pastor's wife was like, you carry your mommy to school, you carry your mommy to your husband's house, you carry, and I come home, I'm like, no, no, I want to leave, I want to go back, I want to go back. <laughs> <laughs> well, when I leave, I end up falling sick. I think 100 level, it was like second semester, I was like, like even if I fall sick, I'm not going back. I'm going to stay. I'm not going. That's when I was like, okay, yeah. I think when when my um my mom's siblings left, yeah, and my cousin left, I felt alone during that time. In a sense, okay, my sister was there, but she was a child. Like, what are we going to be talking about? 
so everybody was all up in her business and I was just there like forgotten you get I I was lonely a whole lot of times so I got used to it yes I can say I got used to it being alone now I so love my privacy now I love staying alone because I'm like you know when your teenage life you stay like most of it is when it's alone like you know as teenagers you start having thoughts nobody cares about me I don't need anybody I don't I fed on that like a whole lot and now I'm now so yeah I stay alone I love myself and all those many many things that I know that is not true but I love my privacy anyways this is it like growing up in an African home usually there there are lots of um lots of respect lots of discipline more or less like they spare the rod and you spoil the child you know most of the time you are the rod is not spared you know and usually even though now society is quick to say oh child abuse it's child abuse it's child abuse to hit your child it's child abuse to do this do that we can see okay we experienced that that and it was it was able to shape our generation but maybe the coming generation and or maybe in other climates other environment it's actually different like actually now I'm I live in in Rome Italy and I I see I don't nobody hits their child here never you never hit your child if you if you hit your child you, you, they'll call the, the cops will call, they'll call the cops on you. Your neighbor might call the cops on you. Or even the child can call the police on you and like, ah, you hit me. That kind of thing. Mm. Yeah, really. It's, it's really, it's not just something they say. It's really, it's actually really happening. It's what they've accepted as to be their own culture. And if you're living in the country, you have to respect it. You know? So, for example, like, a, a, I, I, a young person can bring their boyfriend home. You can bring your boyfriend to the house. Your boyfriend can sleep over. Your girlfriend can sleep over in your house. You know, like it's, it's normal. They don't see, they have this culture of, okay, um, my child, my, me and my child, like you are mates, but I bring my child close. I need to know everything my child is doing. No fear. No, no, um, let's say caution in a way like in just only for the, all for the main fact like okay they need to know what the child is doing okay so you can have sex with your boyfriend in your room with your parents in the other room <sighs> you can do anything you like <laughs> you go out you can go clubbing you come but really as like I would say like I would say it's I've seen families that are like this and I've seen families that are really very that not like this in a sense where the kids come back home at they have a coffee, they must come back home at maybe seven o'clock you know, there's still some there's a little bit, it, it depends on the family majorly but generally you always experience these things you see a child smoking the father is smoking they're both smoking together. They're standing outside smoking and they're talking. I can't imagine I, I, I would try that or my brother would try that smoking in front of my father and they're smoking and they're gisting. It's absurd. Like, but for here, here, it's not, it's not a big deal because it's the culture. It's the way of life. So instead of us trying to like copy the Western or the more civilized culture, yeah, there, there's good and bad in every culture. They're good and bad. The good, the good and bad. But you have to try to understand what works for you as a person. For example, I I know. Yeah. Yeah. For example, I know if when I have my kids, I I will beat them all. Either I take them to Nigeria and plug them, <laughs> then we come back and start our life here. <laughs> but they will know that I will beat them. But they will, know, they will know that I will beat them. <laughs> <Because> uh. <laughs> no, no, no. 
it may yeah. not be I won't not like I will to teach them to correct them to for them to have that feeling of now you're in my house you need to be I need to be able to control what you do not giving you that to do as you like okay of course yeah you may not be emotionally mature socially mature to handle the consequences of certain things so as your guardian i need to be able to exercise my 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 control my right to a certain level to a safe level to at least eh, make you turn out to be somebody so it's yeah yeah that's the, these things that happen in um, the African home or the Nigerian home, they actually don't mean harm. Even if we feel or we see them as demons when they're doing these things, this is actually them expressing their love in the best way they know how to. I think that's that's the right way to put it. The best way they know how to. Even if they're like, yeah, these people they are demons. I know I said that a whole lot of times. Like these relatives were not related. This I don't know these people, but getting older, I'm like, yeah, they did this because they actually loved me and they wanted me to be the best version. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. Beating, beating in a way, like, for example, I feel personally like the generation where beating is effective is already gone. This, the newer generation, like maybe your sister's generation now, more or less like beating cannot, may not work because of course there's, there's a lot of things that is not available. We have social media. No, in the it sense like we have social media, mm-hmm. we have a lot of things mm-hmm. that makes the child aware that okay, you know, the child is more is able to process things faster. The child is able to understand a lot of things more better than so it is it yes. makes no point for you to beat. I'm sure maybe that's for but but you see but you see my sister's case. Are you, are you going to be, are you going to be out of a sense like, okay, because it was done to me, because I sense that, I sense that in my own siblings a lot, like, okay, are you beating me because they beat you too? (laughs) Or are you beating me because actually you want to correct me? Yeah, going to have a sense. just want me to feel the same way you felt when they were beating you. (laughs) Feel what? I remember I used to say something like, I remember Uh, when I was beating my knees, like, I used to feel, most of the time when I beat my knees, I feel like eh, because your mommy beats me too I'll beat you that kind of <laughs> that kind of mentality <laughs> not really it wasn't really about to punish her or something to maybe teach her something most of the time you know just for the things that her mom her mom used to beat me for I'll make sure that I beat her for those same things too to please my <laughs> I don't know I would like call it <laughs> crazy <laughs> demon inside you're in but the didn't know all this, you know. So it's 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 like this. We have to really evaluate why we actually feel that beating is 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 the best. Beating is throwing the best. Food, throwing distance. <laughs> I know that I'm going to beat my kids, but I also know that I will do a lot of talking, a lot of petting, a lot of cuddles, a lot of love. I will say a lot of I love yous. Mm-hmm. I know I'm going to do that, but at the same time, I'm going to beat. And the beating would come. You, you sounded just like my mom. You sounded just like my mom. I remember when my, when my mom would beat me, like beat me mercilessly, then she would give me paracetamol and she would do <laughs> bread and egg for me. <laughs> like the, the, <laughs> the way you just sounded. It's like, it'll be a lot of hugs and cuddles, but you're going to beat. After the beating, you're going to be a lot of hugs and cuddles. No, like, really, previously, previously, before, like, before I've really tried to study and, like, get exposure on these things about beating, you know, I usually used to be, ah, no, I'm going to beat my kid, nothing, no child will spoil under me, rubbish, nothing like that. But I've come to realize, like, like, even while I'm here, I've taken the good I like the fact that they include their, they try to bring their children closer by inviting 
whoever they're dating or they are with to the house. Okay, bring your boyfriend, bring your... I remember when I first got here, like some guy I was dating actually took me home to meet his parents. And I was like, hey, we're going to meet his parents, so hey, gosh, oh. And to them, it was really normal, like, no, like, no more like the very first thing you do, like, oh, just let's go, um, let's go. Come and see my parents, you know, they want to know, they want to see who they have, who their child is associating with, you know, they want to ask some questions that the child will not tell them to you directly to understand, okay, not just about the relationship, but about who's, who, is helping to form whose character is helping to change is, is the child mingling with your character how you yeah they just want to know yeah. so i actually applaud that and i know that i would try to do that but in a sense where oh, of course you're not going to come and sleep in my house with my child never you're going to come we're going to see each other you go home my daughter stays, <laughs> her, stays here <laughs> if my son brings you to this house we, you come home before six o'clock you go back, yeah, but you will come. You will see in this house. <laughs> no, there will be some sort of control. But I, like I said, I love that. Another thing I noticed they do here is they have this culture of um, when somebody's graduating in school. Wow, the whole family is there: aunties, uncles, grandma, grandfather. From two, both the mother's side and the father's side, you get to see a one person is graduating. You see twenty people, twenty-five people coming with cake with every damn thing and you're like wow <laughs> what what is going That's on here really it, nice. it's really it's, it's like a, i don't know how to express it but i really really love that i wish it's something we can emulate as africans not let your child go and eh, on her own magic oh trust trust me we we, we do a lot of I remember um when I was in I think hundred level yeah and my roommate she she was um convocating and her mom her mom just her mom now took like three canopies like the mom's friends meeting people <laughs> market people like it was no even the dad is a politician so forget his own canopy his own canopy is not even part of that one so i think we do that when it's like togetherness yeah like all like nigerians like show off that is one thing we yeah. are good at that is if if the child the child has something upstairs we like to show off what we have so when you know ah, my child is convocating it's not an easy thing or my child is entering school they will they will invite you to just prepare you not that they actually your child has not entered school and my child has entered school. So yes. we're inviting the whole world. Even if it's their, their sister's child that has not entered school, <laughs> I'm going to invite you. Bring down your child that has not yeah. entered school. But you see, it's coming from a place of, it's coming from a place of, um, like envy, like, but if it, if it truly comes from a place of love, even if you don't really have a lot of things, you come to show your support to that child come to show your 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 love yeah like okay yeah you're graduating i'm here you come to scream when the person is taking her last speech or taking her certificate and it's all excitement i personally i didn't have that all through my school my schooling like so for me i really really like i didn't experience that like my my matriculation i think was just me my convocation like nobody i was just like just me so I, I don't really, I didn't really wow. experience that. So for me, it's like weird. Like, oh, how is, why is everybody coming? Ah, oh, really? So it's just like, <laughs> it's just like. Okay. I said before we wrap up, we're going to play a quick game from what we've done. It's called truth or trash. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. You're going to tell me if it's truth okay. or it's trash. Yeah, sure. You ready? Okay, first question. Nigerian parents rather correct with words than beating. Truth or trash? <laughs> Two, friends are allowed to visit whenever they like. <laughs> Going to church is a Very must. Truth. <laughs> truth. African parents will disgrace you outside. Truth. 
You need to meet my mother. Like you need to, mm, that man with disgrace. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, she's crazy. And that's a wrap. It's really been amazing talking to you. Thank you so Same very much here. for coming on the show. Ogaga wasn't able to stick to the end, but I really appreciate him for giving me his time, giving my listeners the time to actually share his experience with us. Thank you so, so very much. You're welcome anytime. Hey guys, thanks for sticking to the end. Do not forget to send a voice message. Share your experience with me. If you're in Nigeria, if you're outside Nigeria, share your experience with me. I'm here to listen. Do not forget to follow us on Facebook, The Squash, and on IG, The Squash Podcast. I will talk to you on Wednesday, 8 p.m. I love you guys so very much. And click the link to join our Telegram channel. Okay, guys, love you. Kisses. Good night. Understand that a man is just a man that's a dot to dot in love. I'm still in love. The blessed loving from the start, but you know we at the part, that's the way I give my love. I'm still in love. Yes, I'm still in love. Yo, what a you. man gotta do, what a man gotta do, girl. Hey, I do me give I dog love and so bye bye bye. But turn around to ask the question, why, why, why? Me leave in me city, girl, I cry, cry, cry And it hurts my heart to tell a lie, lie, lie So don't cry no more, baby girl, for sure Just remember the good times we had before I love you, baby I show you get the little loving and me gone You don't know how to love me I and I know no time for no kiss up no time Not even how to kiss me I do me take your little heart myself Love. I'm still in love. Yes, I'm still in love. What a man gonna do?